Hello, friends. My name is Hannah, and you are listening to She Reads, They Eat, a podcast for all of my fellow literature lovers or for anyone wondering what they should read next. I cover all kinds of reads from children's book to classic literature to science fiction and fantasy. I read, you listen, and my Patreon community sends 90% of their proceeds to the hungry, thirsty, naked, sick, and needy. The other 10% is used to bring you even better content. Most of my podcast is free to listen to, but for as little as $1 a month, you can join my Patreon community for exclusive content. Thanks so much for listening today, and let's dive right into today's reads. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of She Reads, They Eat. You are in luck as this is a Uh, one of my free podcasts, so you should be able to listen to this wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Um, I am reading this just for your information as I'm sitting next to my little one, so uh, there might be some interesting background noises or a pause for me to calm uh, him back down, but be that as it may, happy Valentine's Day. I thought it might be fun since it is Valentine's Day and it falls on a Sunday, which is when I record my free podcast. I thought I would share um, some of the romance books I have read over the years. Um, They're not as frequently read now as they were when I was a teenager. When I was a teenager, I read a lot of uh, Christian romance fiction. Uh, We'll talk more about the authors and titles and such of that. Um, And then I went through a phase as a young adult where I kind of read snips and bits of um, more steamy romances um, while I worked in a bookstore. I would kind of, you know, be dusting the shelves and I'd sneak a peek in some of the books. Um, and then just a few I've read more recently. So that's kind of what we're going to be covering today. Again, happy Valentine's Day and welcome to this podcast covering some of the lovely little romance reads or maybe not so lovely anyways, romance reads I've read over the years. So I think the first official romance book I read was called, I believe it's Sophie's Wish, but I could be wrong on that, but the author is, um, oh my goodness, I'm having a brain fart. I read her so much, I might even have to go and look this up. Lori Wick, there we go. I'm sorry, it took me a second. But she was my first romance author, and I read a lot of her books. So, um, Lori Wick, Sophie's Wish, is one of her definitely longer ones. She has three or four books that I know of that are quite a bit longer, and then she has some that are kind of short, and then she has a lot that are your typical, I don't know, around 250 to 300 pages or so reads. Um, but this one was about... A woman who had migrated, if I remember correctly, and don't quote me on this, it was from uh, Czechoslovakia. And she, uh, so she spoke, uh, you know, throughout the book, her English got better and better. But she ended up being hired on kind of as a nanny slash maid 
for um, a single man with a couple kids. I believe it's two kids. I haven't read it in a long time, but I read it multiple times as a young teenager and so on. But um, it's kind of fun to watch her romance grow with her employer, whose name I believe is Alec. So it's kind of interesting. It's fun. If you like Christian fiction, I really think you'd like this book. Uh, My main criticism of Christian fiction now, of course, having had more um, interaction with the book world and the romance book world, is that it does that thing you can find both in Christian nonfiction where Either the male or the female, oftentimes the male, because usually the book's written by, through the female's perspective, but it's just too perfect, you know? Like, they might throw in a scene where they get angry or upset or frustrated, but in general, they're just not realistic personalities. Um, this one, for instance, when you read, um, you know, at one point, there's there's a point in the book where she's like, super emotional and I'm not going to say why but she's having issues that are causing her to be super emotional and um he's like just 100% understanding and never gets frustrated at how often she's bursting into tears even though it's a frequent thing for months at a time and I'm sorry but that's just not realistic even in the kindest of men um being in general supportive absolutely but uh, never ever getting upset by it is not realistic. Um, or if there are a couple of men out like that out there, it's they're not easy to find. Um, anyways, so that's the, kind of my main criticism. But otherwise, I remember really enjoying the book. Um, I can't say anything as to the accuracy of her heritage um, or if her... Uh, nationality and her heritage were represented in a decent way so um you might need to uh look into that yourself if that's something that you're wondering but that's the first one i read by her and then i read a whole bunch of lori wicks um there was another long one about two sisters and it went through their lives from they were very young i believe their dad was uh in the army so they moved bases all the time so you saw some of the romance between their mother and father and then it followed them throughout their lives. Um, there was a series, uh, she did a lot of um, historical romantic fiction as well. Uh, she covered a couple in like England with, I think it was lords and ladies, not like kings and queens. Um, but then she covered some in kind of, you know, historical Old West area. There was one that I think took place in probably the earlier 1900s in more of the New England area. And so she kind of had a wide variety. And so I cannot say how accurate they were. I often find uh, Christian accounts of history to not be necessarily very accurate, but I don't remember from reading them if they were actually accurate or not. Um, There also is not a wide diversity in, um, other than, I mean, the first one I came with was a a Czech gal, but there is not much uh, diversity in um, 
you know, nationality, heritage, culture, etc. It's almost all, all um, you know, white characters, male and female. And there's, a, you know, a few in Europe. So it's Europe or America, you know, pretty much exclusively white characters. Um, so if you are looking for a more diverse romance, that wouldn't be the route you'd want to go. But it is fun, easier, lighthearted. And um, maybe if you have, you know, a teenage daughter that's kind of uh, enjoys the romance and is going to read them anyways, um, but you want something clean and light and um, at least enjoyable, this might be something you could steer her towards would be a Lori Wick book. So um, let's see, along with Lori Wick, I read quite a bit. It's like a little bit older of Karen Kingsbury. I think she's fairly well known. Um, she had in one of her best known series, I read more than once for sure. And all the books in the series started with the letter R. Um, so like Restoration. Uh, yeah, I don't remember all the titles. And then I think there was a spinoff series, but it was a family of, I believe, four sisters and then their youngest brother so I believe there were five kids um with you know of course the possibility of unknown siblings being added in later um but <laughs> it's funny um romance novels can really sound like soap opera sometimes because especially when you get farther in in a series that's kind of how you keep it going um it's by throwing in those twists like oh you have a long lost sibling yeah anyways um i did i they're they're enjoyable they're fun they're fluffy they're christian they go through some sort of darker topics um but the first one covers a woman who i believe her husband uh cheats on her so she's trying to decide what to do about that and then one of the sisters I think is unable to have kids so they go through like a bunch of struggles with adoption and then another one of the sisters has this kind of messy past life where she went to Paris for like a year and got pregnant and then she finds out she got AIDS from the father years after she returned and never had anything to do with him again um, and when she's kind of starting to get into the serious relationship, she finds out she has AIDS. So, um, there are definitely, and I hope those aren't too many spoilers. Um, there's, uh, part of the story covers, um, some of the characters in the books are close to people who, um, were in the Twin Towers when they, uh, during 9-11. Um, so... There are some different controversial topics, um, or not even controversial, but, um, you know, it's not all sunshine and daisies. Um, and then the spinoff series has a lot, has a celebrity in them. Um, so you get a lot of the struggling with paparazzi and um, how to handle relationships in that different world. Although... I, I, I don't know how realistic that is either. 
which moves me on to talk about some more of this. So those are two of the authors I read. And then, of course, I read Smatterings as I worked in a bookshop of, um, you know, Debbie McComer or, um, shoot, I'm forgetting other names now, Shannon Woods or um, those types of authors or some of them where, you know, the picture on the front was a woman in this flowy dress that was pulled over one shoulder with, you know, a man with like his, his pirate shirt drip, ripped open to his, the bottom of his chest, you know, and it, with looks of ecstasy on their faces. And I mean, I say that kind of mockingly because I think the covers are absolutely hilarious, but some of those make really enjoyable, light, fun reads, um, especially if you're, um, if you like steamy reads. So, um, which Debbie McComer is by no means steamy by a lot of people's standards, but she was quite steamy for me. Um, when I first started reading snippets of those books as I was used to reading Christian fiction where, oh, you know, they might say, um, of course they would talk about kissing, but it would be like, he carried her off to his bedroom and they were one that night. And that's like the steamiest it gets. So, um... That kind of gives you some idea of how I started off with romance books. And then this last year, I read um, a book titled uh, Just Make Your Mind Up by, and let me double check this here, um, Making Your Mind Up, excuse me, by Jill Mansell. And so that is a fun, light, uh, takes place in England in a group of like tourism, tourism cottages, this woman uh helps run um and there's this kind of love triangle scenario um i think it's very very light on the steamy seats um and definitely not detailed hey you need to be quiet and go to sleep like I said, I'm with my little one here, so sorry for the interruption. You need to be quiet and go to sleep. I don't usually edit my podcasts. Occasionally, I have to pause them. But, um, no. Um... He has less of my attention than he normally does. So I think he's kind of <laughs> taking advantage of that. Anyways, um, so the um, I read that one last year. I also read two books by Helen Huang. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that last name correctly. It's spelled H-O-A-N-G. But her book, The Kiss Quotient, was very, very very enjoyable. I found it to be a really interesting, um, or not so much interesting, a really fun concept. I would have never thought to write a romance book with that concept. I love that it's written by um, an Asian author and that uh, the male character is 
of Korean heritage, um, and the female character is autistic, which kind of, and, and warning alert, this is a very, this one's quite steamy. After all, the whole concept of it is um, an autistic woman uh, wants to kind of have a boyfriend, honestly, mainly to get her mother off her back. And she's just so horrible in those kinds of scenarios that she decides to hire um, a male escort to give her lessons. Um, and it starts out more as kind of um, sex lessons and then goes more into relationship type interactions and just helping her get more comfortable with things like going out for ice cream or walking down the street holding hands or things like that. So uh, I thought it was fun. It was quirky. It was quite steamy. Um, and I enjoyed it. And then there's a second book in the series as well, um, which I didn't enjoy quite as much. Uh, it's the scenes that are in it are just as steamy, but there's less of them. Um, but then I, I didn't like the characters as much. I found the female character especially a little hard to follow. Like she had such... I felt like her different extremes in her interaction with the male character didn't work as well with like this fun, lighthearted... Uh, I don't know, there were just different sides of her um, personality that didn't match up, and it wasn't explained well. Unlike the current book I'm reading, which is my first romance book this year, and that is uh, The Worst Best Man by Nia Sosa, and this is just a hilarious, um, really fun um, rom-com about a girl who gets jilted at the altar, um, which she believes is partially the groom's fault, partially his brother's fault because of something stupid uh, everyone thinks he said during the bachelor party the night before. Um, so then she ends up having to work with her ex-fiance's brother. Um, and so there is, of course, that old that oldie but goodie concept where there's all this animosity and then it starts to turn to pretty much the opposite. Um, but they have great dialogue. Um, it's a little bit better dialogue than you would necessarily expect right off the bat um, for two characters to have, but it's not overly the top so, so it can be forgiven. Um, because they do kind of blunder and have their awkward moments and... Uh, say things that just do definitely seem a little more human so it's not all just this witty dialogue that they are just apparently perfectly good at as you find in a lot of books so it doesn't go to that extreme so I enjoy that it's and it is it's just quirky and funny it has the great side family and friend characters um not you always and you see the book is given almost equally from the perspective of the male character Max and the female character Lena. So Max and Lena, you get the view from both their sides. And the view of the uh, 
other characters from their sides, but it doesn't ever shift outside those two perspectives. At least not so far. I'm like two-thirds of the way through it. I'm hoping to finish it by the end of today because I was reading it for a Valentine's weekend um, readathon for the love of diversity readathon. So the idea was to read a romance book written by <clears throat> an author who is not white. So, yes, I am greatly enjoying um, that one quite a bit. Uh, and I already would have to say I definitely recommend it. But again, quite steamy. If you're not into the steamy ones, and um, but you're also not into the Christian ones, I don't have a lot of recommendations in that corner yet. My best one would probably be Making Your Mind Up um, that I mentioned earlier in the episode by Jill Mansell, M-A-N-S-E-L-L. So that one I would recommend if you're looking for something non-Christian and non-steamy, something secular and non-steamy. But um, there's a lot of fun if you like the Christian fiction. Karen Kingsbury is fun. Laurie Wick is fun. Um, I can't remember the name. Sorry, but my mother-in-law likes um, piratey type uh Christian romantic fiction. So there's lots of options out there for you, but I don't have a lot to recommend in the secular non-steamy category. So yes, you will have to take your pick if you're looking for some romance and you kind of know what steam scale you want, but I just thought it would be fun to share this kind of book list of romantic authors and books that I have read over the years. And if you have any great recommendations for me, I really want to hear them. I do typically like steamy, but if it's got a great plot and it's fun um, and it's not steamy, I'm perfectly fine with that too. I don't read much Christian romantic fiction, but if you know of one that's very actually realistic and real, um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't give it a try. So would love to hear your recommendations. Hope you like some of these. I would highly recommend um, Helen Wing's books or Mia Sosa. Again, I liked The Kiss Quotient much better than, I think it's called The Bride Trial. But I could be wrong about that one. But the second one in Helen Wang's, I didn't like quite as much. But it was still very fun. And I read it pretty quickly. So, hopefully you have some fun ideas. Thanks for listening to me babble. I'll leave you now to try to get my little one to sleep. We'll talk to you later. Bye. If you love this episode and would love to hear additional episodes, have access to extra content, and are passionate about caring for the needy as I am, I encourage you to check out my Patreon page. You can find it at www.patreon.com shereads. There are different levels at which you can help. $1 a month gets you early access to all my free episodes and could help plant three potato plants to feed the hungry. $5 a month gets you two book lists a month in addition to early access, as well as some additional read-aloud podcasts and could buy a coat or shoes for a homeless person. $10 a month gives you access to all of my episodes, book lists, and more while helping a poor family afford hygiene products or allowing local gardeners to plant three extra rows of plants in their garden to give people in great need. 
Again, you can find that at www.patreon.com slash shereads. Thanks so much for listening today, and I can't wait to talk to you again next week.